0% finance, 100% confidence with a 212 Volkswagen Atla Hartz Volkswagen Kilkenny. We have new car offers including low-age PCP finance on a range of models, including the all-electric ID3, the iconic Golf and the new Tiguan, along with service plans at $12.99 per month. Visit lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Volkswagen. Finance provided by Volkswagen Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply. Back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR with Eddie Scally. And you're very welcome to Full Time on KCLR with myself, Eddie's the hot seat for the next 45 to 50 minutes. We're going to be looking back over what was a really exciting weekend in both Hurling and Camogie in Carlow and Kilkenny. We had two senior Hurling Championship matches played out in Carlow over the weekend. And in Kilkenny, we had no fewer than six junior titles up for up for grabs there in Championship Finals. Five of them played in UPMC Nolan Park. And of course, in Camogie, Kilkenny were competing in a minor All-Ireland semi-final, an intermediate in All-Ireland semi-final and of course in the senior All-Ireland semi-final and that's where we're going to start tonight where our own Martin Quilty caught up with Brian Dowling at full time in yesterday's heartbreaking one point defeat Brian Dowling never easy to lose in All-Ireland semi-final your overall thought after the loss today Oh, sure, it's hard to win to Warriors now, just so disappointed, you know, you put so much into it and just come up short, you know, it's very disappointing, but look, so proud of the girls and the character again, they're showing, we were there right to the last second and couldn't have asked any more, just, you know, I suppose the first half was disappointing, didn't hit the ground running, but look, I suppose we got the lucky breaks last year and we just didn't get them today and that's the way it goes. Yeah, can you put your finger on it exactly, five points down at half time, albeit they never looked out of it, but it was a, lot, a strong lead, I suppose, to give Cork in the way that they were playing and their work rate seemed to be phenomenal in the first half. Uh, yeah, it's look, I suppose it happens in hurling. Like, you know, I think people expect you to hurl for 60 minutes every time you go on the pitch. That's just not reality, you know. And like I said, the first half wasn't great, but two minutes before half time, there was only two points in that game. Cork pushed on for three points. And the wind was strong as well. There, you know, the puckouts were coming down a lot longer, whereas the second half were probably holding them back a little bit. But look, we, we probably missed the goal chance right at the start as well. It would have been a great score for us. We didn't get it. And, you know, maybe our composure on the goal was poor. Got blocked down a few times. But look, Cork are a great team, you know, and sometimes we'll get a few points ahead. They get a few points today and that's the way it is and they got over the line today and we're just very disappointed now Yeah, second half was a small bit better I suppose in the fact that the work rate was very very good in it we got the goal chance then we didn't seem to really push on from it and then the red card offence bit of deja vu it seemed to be the mirror image of Galway all over again well I wouldn't say we didn't push on I think we went to pint up after getting the goal so you know I think that was the first time in the game and look I don't think setting off had really much an effect because it was only three or four minutes left you know look again Cork just had so much hunger there today just you know we had it last year you just you know just you, you, sometimes when you have so much hunger you get that bit more luck and look again we're just, we're just so disappointed now we gave it everything you know and again I can't say a bad word about anything girls in that dressing room they've just been such great role models for Kilkenny down through the years and you know um, I just said it in the dressing room there they're just great ambassadors for Kilkenny Camogie and you know I'm sure the 16s and the minors are looking on at these girls and they know no matter what happens when I'm the pitch you know dive with your boots on I suppose we always say and them girls definitely did that and look some days you don't hit your top performance you know but we won other than last year came around and won the league and Evan said we weren't playing well got back to a point of an other semi-final get back to an Ireland against a great Cork team so look when you play the likes of Corks and Galway's you're not going to get anything easy and you know we're just just so disappointed now because we wanted to get back to here to two weeks time and we're not going to be there now so we just have to look at liquor wounds and move on 
I suppose unfortunately that sport you have the elation of last year in December the league final as you say as well great to have supporters back and the support today really pushed the girls on a small but to get to six all in finals takes great commitment like as Kilkenny would have been today they've already been in five in a row the commitment is shown by that team as you say they owe Kilkenny Camogie nothing no they don't like and that's I suppose you wanted to the one thing this year was you want to get back to all for, for for the families and the friends you know who didn't get to be here and December the 12th last year you know they didn't get to I suppose express the joy with us here, and you know it was maybe a little bit strange for them being at home watching. Them. We really wanted to give them that opportunity, so you know we kind of feel like we let people down in that sense. But you know, again, I think people, their families can see the effort that these girls put in. It's just, it's unbelievable. Like you know, the only people realise it, you know, the, the the sacrifice that these girls make, and there's just a great bond and a unity in that group. And you know, we're so close, and you know, again, every night when trained, there was a great buzz, a great atmosphere, and you know, just it's it's just so it's bitterly sweet now. Just bitterly disappointing. Sorry to. Just come up a point short, especially when we got that point ahead. You know, I thought we'd really push on and then maybe see it home, but it just wasn't to be. Yeah, well, unfortunately not. But we want to thank you anyway because you've always been a pleasure. You've always given us your time as well throughout the league and the championship. It's going to hurt, we know, for everyone. But the intermediates are back here on the 12th of September, so at least we can look forward to uh, a game with them. Just your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, look, John Scott and Brendan Khan, the lads, have done a brilliant job with the intermediates. And look, we have a great relationship there. We've worked. We, we met at our, you know, a point at the start of the year to have a good relation, work together, and you know the girls have trained with us for a lot of the year. And you know, myself and John have good communication, and you know, we, we kind of share the girls during the year. And you know, the girls probably benefit from training with senior, but if not getting games with us, it's great that they're getting games intermediate. And look, best of luck to intermediates. We'll be rooting for them, you know, and, and please God that, that they'll have a better feeling than we had in, in two weeks' time. And also to the minors, had a great win yesterday. You know, best of luck to them, and be great if Kenny Camogie get a, another two All-Irelands, you know, on the board. Well, hard luck today. We know that you give it everything every day you go out there and thanks for everything throughout the year. Okay, thanks, Mark. Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartsVolkswagen.ie. Andrew, welcome back. That was, of course, a very dejected Brian Dowling chatting with our own Martin Quilty at full time in yesterday's senior All-Ireland Camogie semi-final where Kilkenny were unlucky losing on a scoreline of one goal and 11 points to 15 points. And joining me now to pick through the carcass of that game yesterday is Anya Fahi. Anya, you were up in Crow Park yesterday. I was, yeah. Um, I suppose, you know, not the result that we all wanted. Um very tough day at the office for Brian and the girls. Um, they just couldn't seem to get to grips with Cork, especially in the first half. I think Cork just came out and they looked a lot more hungrier. And they had a game plan and they executed it to precision yesterday. And you know, fair play to them. You know, they deserved it on the day. But your heart would have to go out to the Kilkenny girls. You know, they've worked so hard, so tirelessly for this, and you know, just to be kind of pipped. You know, in Crow Park on All Ireland semi final day, it was heartbreaking for them all. Yeah, they, they say nothing's worse than losing a semi final, um, and and I know, uh, you know, the excitement of the build up to an All Ireland final to miss out on that is is tough for the girls. But like, they have a lot of miles on the clock. This panel, this this they were going for their sixth All Ireland final in a row. Yeah, I suppose when you look at it, like I suppose they've not they they owe nothing to anybody. Um, you know, kind of looking in, and you're right. You know, they've been there the last six years, and you know they've won two All Irelands out of that in 2016, and of course last year, last December as well. Um, 
there is, you know, a couple of girls that have been there through the majority of them, the likes of Denise Gall, Katie Power, Colette Armour, you know, they've been through the highs and lows of Kilkenny Camogie and, you know, they've always answered the call when it was needed and, you know, again yesterday, you know, Colette Armour, I thought she was sensational in the full back line and, you know, she did her job and Denise Gall, you know, just worked so tirelessly throughout the whole thing and, you know, when when, when you need someone to step up and, you know, that that's what Denise Gall does and, you know, that's why she's the current player of the year and, you know, it, it's it's no it's no great shock to anybody that when Kilkenny are doing well and when Kilkenny are winning, you know, she's player of the year in 2016 and last year as well. You know, very hard for them, you know, very hard to kind of come back, I suppose, from from yesterday's defeat. Um, but nonetheless, they can still be very, very proud. I know everybody in Kilkenny is very, very proud of them. And, you know, they've given us so much joy over the last couple of years. And I suppose we have to remember, like, they still have some bit of silverware coming home this year. They are the reigning league champions. So, you know, I know it's not the one that they're most excited about, but it's something that they can definitely put on their CV. It surely is. Just into the game yesterday, um, Anya, like, Kenny, like, Cork came flying out of the blocks, you know, realistically, like they did, they, they started very, very well. You know, Kenny had a guilt edge goal chance early enough in that in that first half. Um you know, it was a great move, and it just it wasn't finished at the at the end of it. Like you know, it's you know small margins in games. You look back on chances like them, and 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 they do hurt. But it was a great move, and we were just on looking not to finish it to the back of the net. Certainly was was like, and it's just these inches. You know, I suppose you're kind of if they had gone a moment earlier, if they had done something so small, like you know, it, it could have been the difference. And I think if they had got that goal, they would have certainly pushed on because they would have put Cork under severe pressure. You know, Cork's fluidity throughout the whole game, like their off the shoulder passing, their touch, their striking from long range was absolutely phenomenal yesterday. Chloe Sigerson, I think, had five long range frees, and you know, um, you know, a couple from um, the frees as well well like she was just she was absolutely phenomenal and they just couldn't seem to get to grips with her but I do feel like when when um, Claire Nolan went on to her on the or Claire Phelan went on, into her on the second half it kind of you know stopped Chloe from nearly playing and that's when I felt Kenny were really starting to get back into the game and particularly when Mary O'Connell got that goal you know it was some great work by Mary and Walsh just to she was nearly blindsided having to hand pass it over her head towards Mary and Mary finished it really well and then Denise obviously stepping up to um, get the equalising score I really felt that Kenny were going to push on after that and I just think the, the water break in the final quarter probably came a little bit too soon for Kilkenny because they were really starting to build momentum and I think that water break nearly flattened them a little bit more um, you, you know they had their chances um, but just I think Cork were more clinical on the day Yeah I just the, the point you make about the, the long range for, uh, long range efforts there from, from um, Sigerson there for Cork she just had one of them days that everything she struck went over the bar like she you know it, it, it can happen sometimes in sport that you know you get all your Christmases at once and like she had a phenomenal game but the the other one I would point out to you, and I, like Martin Quilty tried to explain it to me today, but I've I've an awful temper and I get wound up when I see things and I can't be told I'm wrong. But the the, the Cork equalising point, um, Kilkenny had gone a point up, and th- there was the incident down at the end of the end of the pitch where where the Cork player was sent off and rightly sent off. It was a strike off the ball yeah. on Grace Walsh, but the Cork scored a point from that passage of play, and yeah. I, I couldn't understand why that wasn't a free out and the score taken off them. 
I know, and I feel like it was it was kind of like a delayed reaction from the referee yesterday. I, and, you know, it was a point of the match where Kilkenny, they had done such good defending. Like, I think Meg Farr nearly put her head on the line there to stop. A, it, was, it was going to be a certain goal in my in my eyes. Oh, definitely, and yeah. She, yeah, like she'd thrown her whole body on the line to stop that going in. And, you know, I felt like, I don't know, did he take his eyes off it or were the umpires not quick enough to raise it? Um, I don't think it should have stood and I think that was definitely a turning moment in the game. You know, Cork were down to 14 players and, I, and you know, I think Kilkenny were starting to come again. Like, And I think if they had got the free out, things could have been completely different. You know, I suppose it's just unfortunate and we kind of have to take the man in the middle of word first that he was, you know, he was kind of doing it in good faith that that, that was his decision. Um, but it, it was disappointing. It was most certainly a red card. You cannot interfere with anybody's helmet. You know, and Orla Cronin was having a good game as well, but I, I, I don't see why she had to re- retaliate in, in that sense. But, you know, it, to me, it's, the point shouldn't have been allowed, and it should most certainly have been a free out to Kilkenny anyway. Yeah, no, and see, Martin had said to me that the, the passage of play had continued, and it was an off-the-ball incident, but my argument would be Grace was on our somewhere between our 14 and 18 yards from the goal right in the middle the the point was struck from outside of where she was if she wasn't being interfered with on the ground you could argue she could have been out there defending hooking blocking trying to do something you know but um, when you lose a game by a point you tend to re- review every decision um, and, and, and unfortunately when the margins were so tight a decision like that um, can kill a team but I want to just take a few of the positives from the game yesterday as well on you just some of the players that really stood out to me um, I thought Katie Nolan was absolutely phenomenal again yesterday Oh like she's been having just one of these years where she has just been so instrumental in every attack that Kilkenny have gone through I think before the, going into the match yesterday she had two eleven score from play there was at one stage she was she was getting a ball from her own 21-yard line and clearing it down the field. She was everywhere. She was up and down. Now, to me, I thought she was a little bit too far out from the goal at times because we need, we needed that kind of um we needed that kind of a drive and that killer instinct up in the full forward line at one stage. And I felt if she was up there, we could have nearly got it because she's got she's such a player with such a low centre of gravity to the ground that she'd have easily got in around that court defence. But she was. She was spectacular yesterday. You know, I'd have loved to see the tracker that was on her because the amount of ground that she covered was unbelievable. I thought Colette Dormer was exceptional in the full back line. I thought Meg Farrell had a really solid game at centre-back. Denise Gall, as always, working so hard. But definitely Katie Nolan, to me, she stood out heads and tails. And, you know, this is really only her, her second year in on the panel. Um, you know, and to be kind of, you know, standing up to that leadership role like she did yesterday, it's really good to see from a good young player as well. No, it is. And I, I, one of the things I loved yesterday was she scored a point at one stage and there was just no reaction. It was literally, I have a job and I need to get back out to do my job. And it was like like a little worker bee just flying around doing, you know, just getting in there and doing her job and without any fuss. I think I think Kilkenny are very lucky to have players like that in their ranks that are coming forward. The other, the other players as well, like, I mean, Steffi Fitzgerald has had a great season. Yesterday, really, it wasn't her day as much. I think she picked up a knock just before halftime, but she's been having a really good year with the with the seniors as well, like for a very young girl. 
Yeah, like Steffi's only after turning 21 and, you know, this is probably her, maybe her third year in on the panel and I suppose this year she kind of broke into that starting 15. You know, she's been she's been working very hard towards it over the last couple of years and, you know, she's she's one of the main players for Goran and, you know, she's the, kind of their go-to girl but she certainly has stepped up and I even find that she's gone a lot more physical in her approach to the Camogie this year and, you know, she, she got her just reward, she got to start, you know, she's had some solid games. She came on in the league final, she's scored an unbelievable wonder point in that um, you know and she's definitely one of the players to look out for in the future yeah okay things probably didn't go as well as you said for her yesterday but you know she's another girl that we can certainly you know be looking forward to seeing over the next couple of years and you know she still has a she has definitely got a lot more miles on the tank and you know it'll be great to see her how she develops as well and going forward 100% switching on to more positive uh, stuff and I suppose another bank of players that are going to be having a lot to say about the seniors next year as well is of course the Kilkenny Intermediate team who had another great win inside Nolan Park on Saturday beating Mead on a scoreline of 13 points to 9 Oh it was it was definitely I was it was it was breathtaking to even watch it and even the reaction after the game was just phenomenal. Just the crowd and the stand, the cheering was it was just unbelievable. And then I suppose the final whistle had gone in Nolan Park and then news started to kind of filter through that the minors were after winning as well. And just the sheer excitement and joy that it was after bringing was unbelievable. And you know, I was down talking to a couple of players after the match and they were just so relieved to get over that and I think a big thing this year is like we have to remember the last time this intermediate team got out of the group stages was back in 2016 they haven't got out of the group stage since you know they've been very unlucky over the last couple of years this year they came out they beat Cork up in in Callan um, topped their group got straight through to a semi-final this Mead team had caused them absolute nightmares in the league quarter final where they were beaten by a last minute goal um, up in Burr and you know the, the girls kind of had to come away after that match they've worked so so hard John Scott has done unbelievable work with them um, they've just there's just a whole new energy and a whole new buzz about them as well and you know I think they after the league that's when they really got down to hard work and they solidified um, their start in 15 there's plenty of girls that are able to come in and out and it's making no effect to how the, the strength of the team because they're all equally as good as each other. But just to be back in an All-Ireland final to them, it, uh, this is this is unbelievable and it's such a great stepping stone for Kilkenny as well. And, you know, John Scott has been at the helm of it for the last four years and, you know, I'm just absolutely delighted to Prem and his team to, to be getting this opportunity to head to Crow Park. Yeah, no, and it's, a, like, in fairness, you know, a lot of people that wouldn't know Camogie well, would would look at Mead and say, you know, that maybe that they're one of the smaller sides in the whole lot. But I've been on on the unfortunate end of a couple of poundings from Mead in my time, and uh, a particular player that always stood out for me for Mead was Jane Dolan. Um, she's a she's a wonderful player. I think she's probably thirty one or two, and I think she played very well again on Saturday in UPMC Nolan Park as well. Yeah, she did. I mean, suppose you know Tiffy Fitz kind of took the reins there, and you know was probably tasked with the tasked with um, the effort of having to mark her. And you know Tiffy did keep her relatively quiet. You know Jane was she was very good on her freeze. Now she missed a couple of them. You know which would be unlike her to anybody that knows knows Meet Camogie and knows Jane Dolan. Like she has, she's so she's she's so good on her freeze. But you know she missed one or two. But if from play, I really felt that Tiffy Fitz kept her so so quiet and just kept her at bay. Um, you know me. As you said, a lot of people might know much about 
about them. But we have to remember that Meath were actually up senior a couple of years ago after winning the intermediate. Um, they beat Cork in an intermediate. It went to, went to a replay. Then they stepped up senior and were relegated then the following year. So this is Meath's first team. And I think this is what a lot of people kind of forget about the Meads, the Kildares, the West Meads of the world. You know, they, they have the pick of the county, whereas the intermediates, it's... I don't like saying it, but it's the second team of the county. But so, like for Kilkenny to be able to beat a first team, that's phenomenal work. And they're going to have they're going to have enough to do. They're coming up against Antrim now in the All Ireland final again. The county's first team, a team that were beaten in an All Ireland final last year by Down. So that's going to be it's going to be a huge task for the girls. But I, I genuinely feel. I think they'll have the upper hand for them um, and looking forward to a great day. That, that of course, is on September 12th. Am I right in saying it's September 12th that yeah. did? Yeah. September 12th, yeah. So it's going to be a triple header like the Camogie All-Ireland are all year, um, every year. So it's going to be the junior, the intermediate and the senior as well. So, you know, it's going to be a great day out. It's going to be a great day out for a lot of these girls. You know, the fact that some of them haven't played in Crow Park before, so this is going to be a whole new new, new scene to them. Um, the one thing I would say to them is that take it all in. Enjoy it, um, because, you know, it, it doesn't come around too often. You ask some of those girls that are on that panel at the moment, you know, Roisin Phelan, the, the current captain, she was cornerback the, in 2016 with Kilkenny won. Neve Lahey was wing was wing back. Uh, Kira Phelan, Sophie O'Dwyer, Neve Sweeney. A lot of these girls were members of that team, so they know what it's like to go up there and win in All Ireland. But they've been on this panel for the last couple of years, so they know how hard it is to get back to that place and how hard you have to work. Well, fingers crossed that a bit of experience and the mix of youth will get them over the line and we can all look forward to the 12th of September. As always, Anya, absolutely brilliant chatting to you and thanks so much for uh, bringing us all up to speed with all things Camogie and Kilkenny. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. That is, of course, Anya Fahey there bringing us up to speed with all things Camogie. After this ad break, we're going to be catching up with the Kilkenny minor Camogie manager, Mike Wall, after their famous win over Galway at the weekend. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartzskoda.ie. And you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR with myself, Eddie Scally. We're still sticking with Camogie and of course the Kilkenny Miners were out at the weekend taking on Galway and in what can only be described as an absolute classic game, Kilkenny came out on top on a scoreline of 3 goals and 21 points to 1 goal and 21, or 25 points after extra time and I'm delighted to be joined on the line right now by victorious manager Mike Wall. Mike, has the heart slowed down yet? Just about Eddie now, Eddie now, yeah. It's, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, as Nicky, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, um, it was going 90 there, all right. Um, these these girls, they're. Um, I, I'm intrigued by the score, and I spoke to Adrian Ronan about this earlier in the year. They're just they're just putting up phenomenal scores. I I I must go up and watch you and see what you're doing in training. Like you got one twenty seven in the quarterfinals, three twenty one in a, in the semifinals. Like these must be nearly record breaking scores for minor camogie matches. Yeah, the score. Yeah, it is high. I suppose. Yeah, look, I, I, look, we won't get too ahead of ourselves. Like the, three, the score in three twenty one is brilliant, but um, you know, I suppose we we conceded one twenty five as well. But I suppose that was ex- after extra time. Like the one twenty seven against Limerick was look an absolutely unbelievable display. But um, yeah, look, they're they're a super bunch. Um, their their striking ability. Is uh, is unreal, um, but like it's like everything that how how far these players can can strike the slitter now is is unbelievable. 
And and the team itself, Mike, you, you, like you, you have a very big mix of, of players. Like when I was looking through the team sheet the other day, there's a there's a lot of clubs represented in in that minor panel. Like you have a fair old spread of players from all over the county. Like gelling them all together, are you finding that's been a, a an easy system? You know, with all the COVID and everything else, has it been? Is it something that's working quite well for you? Um. Well, to be, to be quite honest, Eddie, like we we haven't been really in a situation to do any team bonding or team building or anything like that. Just with COVID and all like that, you know, we don't we we've we haven't been using dressing rooms. We haven't been inside at all. Um, it's all been all outside, basically, on the field. But um, like these girls would have grown up together playing against each other, playing each, playing each other on development squads, playing with each other on development squads, playing under 16 together. Uh, and then a lot of them obviously were playing minor together last year. Um, so, like, you know, they, they all know each other. They're, a lot of them are in school um, together as well. And they, they know each other so well from, you know, Loretto, Prez, do you know what I'm saying, Castle Comer. Um, so, like, yeah, it, it's... It hasn't been the challenge that everyone would have thought it was because um, they're a very driven bunch and um, like they drive each other on so, so much. And um, like so in that way, it's made our job a little bit easier than it would have been, you know, due to COVID and all like that. Yeah, because I'd spoken to you, you know, the, the week it was announced that you were taking on the minor team, and um, I don't know if you can remember all that time back there when I, but I, but I, I did I speak can, to you. I, I can, yes. But it was it was one of the things that kind of struck me when I was leaving that evening from here. I was kind of thinking to myself, this is going to be really difficult. It's 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 something that's a bit easier with senior players, if you know what I mean. They're they're adults. It's much easier to communicate and do that. But with the minors, you know, I kind of felt for you yourself and and your whole management team how hard it was going to be for you to put a system or a style in play you know and just having just training sessions to bond everyone together but in fairness to yourself and, and your backroom team you know like you've gotten them to a, an All-Ireland final so everything, everything is obviously going to plan anyway Yeah look I suppose our biggest challenge this year Eddie was to make sure that we didn't overtrain the girls like you know for minor county players there's an unmerciful um pull and demand on them like you know they're playing minor with their club you know a lot of them some clubs now because the numbers are so high have two teams that have a junior team and an intermediate team or a junior team and a senior team so like I spoke to Martin about this before it, there's a huge demand on them and um, you know when they're with the clubs clubs want them training two or three times a week they're with us twice a week you know they're playing games do you know what I'm saying? Some we were finding out that some girls were out six, seven nights a week. So there were some weeks that we felt the best thing to do was actually not to train, or to maybe only train once and to cut out a training session. Like um, again, pitch availability in Kilkenny is hard to come by, especially now because all the games are congested. So we, we had our slot in Cannon on a Monday and a Thursday, and it just so happens when the when the adult league started in Kilkenny, they were on of a Sunday. So there was there was a couple of Mondays that we actually decided not to train because it would have been better off for the players to actually rest rather than coming in and training with us, especially because they might have been playing adult league on Sunday and then minor with their with their clubs on Wednesday, training with us Monday and then back in with us Thursday or Friday. It was just too much on them. So look, in that way we, we have worked we, we we've we've a very good team, a very good management team with me. And um, we, we you know, we're in constant contact, and we're always making sure that no matter what happens, that we're putting the physical health of the girls first and foremost. 
Um, and Mike, when will your All-Ireland final, I didn't see the date, I was looking for it this morning, what date is the All-Ireland final going to be played for the Miners? It's this coming Sunday, we're being told now it's at 6 o'clock in the Gaelic grounds in Nimerick. 6pm on Sunday, yeah, no, and like for the girls themselves, there's no obviously rounds, leagues or anything like that being played in Kilkenny this week, it's just fully focused on an All-Ireland final I'm sure. Yeah, and the county board has been very good and been very understanding when it comes to that. Like, you know, we did sit down with them at the start of the year with the uh, with fixtures and and the the, the county chairperson. And and to be fair, we came to a we, we came to an, a you know a consistent or a consistent agreement where you know what what would be what would be possible. But you know, we 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 are, we understand that clubs need to clubs need their players too. Some clubs can't do without their players. But um, no, to be fair to all the clubs, they really bought into it. Uh, the county board in that way has been great. They haven't, they haven't put, uh, they've sticked to the fixtures that they said they would. And look, and in that way, we could have no complaints. And um, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a great working relationship in that way. No, and we 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 we, we all wait and pay the break. Cork is 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 the main course then in the final. Yeah, look, we were you know. The thing about it was when we when we beat Limerick uh, in the quarter final, our attention turned straight away to the following week. Like it's, you know, either we were lucky or unlucky. We topped their group, but we were still we still got that quarter final against um, you know, against Limerick. You know, Cork and Galway got drawn straight into a semi final, and so we knew we, we had to go through either Cork or Galway to get to where we were and it just so be it it was Galway Galway had beaten these at under 16 level and, and in minor for the last couple of years so I don't know if that was on the players minds or anything like that and you know but the way the way they, they fought and the way they hurled on, on Sunday was or Saturday was, was a second to none so we were just we have to park Sunday now or Saturday it was it was brilliant but um, our focus now turns around and it's a very very quick turnaround for these girls so um you know, we we focus now on Cork for, for all guns blazing for Sunday. And no injury concerns right in leading into the game? No, we have a few knocks on the Eagles. Um, like as I said, 80 minutes we were in that heat. It was very, very, very warm in Dublin. Uh, extremely warm. Uh, the one thing we did know, as I said before about the backroom team and the management team, we have a very good... Um, we have a very good conditioning person and nutritionist and we have an excellent physio with us they come all the way from Limerick every week um, they're, ver- they're really really good they keep the girls right and um, to be fair I thought their fitness levels on Saturday was, was were absolutely outstanding and it was something that actually Galway referenced to me afterwards that they said that they, they felt that they, we were actually fitter than them and they would have concentrated a lot on their fitness so um you know, look, we have no, we have a few niggles. I'm not going to say we don't, um, but at the moment we have no major injury concerns. Um, thank God. Well, Mike, from from all of us here at KCNR, we will wish you the very, very best of luck next weekend. With a bit of luck, I'll be chatting to you next Monday night uh, with an All Ireland title in the in in the bag. So we'll have everything crossed for you for that. Fingers crossed, Eddie, and thanks very much for the support. Much appreciated. No problem at all. That is, of course, Mike Wall, the Kilkenny minor uh, manager. Kenny are out next Sunday in the All-Ireland Final at 6pm in the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick against a really strong Cork side. So, fingers crossed for the girls and and Mike and his management team that they can do it there. I think we're going to take a quick ad break here and I'll be back with Terence Kelly talking all things Carlo GEA in about a minute. 
podcasts on KCLR. Scoreline Extra, weekly sport interview highlights and bonus content. Behind the scenes, um, like the green staff have never stopped working. Uh, during the lockdown, they were working away with six full-time green staff and they're looking after 200 and nearly 250 acres. So it's, it's, a, it's a massive undertaking, a massive job. Our head greenkeeper, Tony Pender, did fantastic work. And Toss Hennessy, Toss is a brother of Brendan there who was doing the commentary for you. <laughs> Toss is our conveyor on the Greens Committee. He does huge work. So um, these Hennessy's are great for chatting and talking. So um, these Brendan and Toss have a lot in common. Podcasts on KCLR, available now on the all-new KCLR app or wherever you get your podcasts. Download and discover today for free. And you're welcome back to Full Time. Before we take that ad break, I'm going to bring you up to speed with some of the results from the weekend. There was no fewer than six county finals played in Kilkenny this weekend. So starting off with the JJ Kavanagh and Sons Junior E Hurling Championship County Final, which was played yesterday. It was a score of Listowney 14 points, Roar Inishtig 1 goal and 12 points. That game was played in Clara yesterday. And in UPMC Nolan Park in the JJ Kavanagh and Sons Junior B Hurling Championship County Final, it was Dixborough, three goals and 18 points. Conaghy Shamrocks, two goals and 10 points. In the JJ Cavanagh Sons Junior F Hurling Championship County Final played in Hogan'stown, it was a scoreline of Pilltown, one goal and 17 points. Dunhamagan, two goals and seven, 17 points. A one goal win for Dunhamagan there. And in the Country Style Foods Junior D Hurling Championship uh, County Final, it was a scoreline of three goals and 20 points to Sleeve Rue and two goals and 16 points to the Blacks and Whites and venue for that game was in UPMC Nolan Park and on Friday the 27th of August we had the Ivorick uh, Produce Junior C Hurling Championship County Final and it was a score of Piltown 1 goal and 12 points to Fenians 1 goal and 14 points and that game of course was played inside in Nolan Park and in the JJ Kavanagh and Sons Junior A Hurling Championship County Final again in Nolan Park it was Dunhamagan 1 goal and 16 points Mooncoin 21 points, a two point win for Mooncoin there and yesterday was the start of the Junior Hurling Championships, Group A had their first round games yesterday and the scores from them were Piltown 25 points, Galmoy 15 points, Tullaher Ross Birkin 13 points, Wine Gap 21 points and Barrow Rangers 15 points, Greg Namana 17 points and that's bringing you up to speed with all of the results from the championships and I think a lot of clubs have said it over the weekend and I think a lot of credit should go to the Kilkenny County Board and the ground staff at UPMC Nolan Park it was a real treat for all of them junior teams involved in their county finals this weekend that got to play inside in Nolan Park and I know that it didn't go unnoticed by the players and mentors involved with them teams so a big well done to Jimmy and all the county board and of course the lads Kevin and the boys inside looking after the pitch in Nolan Park now we're going to hit an ad break and we'll come back with some Carlo GEA Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartsskoda.ie. And you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR. Now we're going to switch our attention to Hurling in Carlo and we were into the third round of the Hurling Championships in Carlo. And the first game I want to catch up with Terence Kelly, who's on the line there, I hope, right now. Terence, good evening. How are you, Eddie? Yeah, how are you, Eddie? Great, thanks. Good man, thank you. Uh, Terence, the first game I want to talk to you about was Ballinkillen and Mount Leinster Rangers. Uh, 2-11 to 2-18, Mount Leinster Rangers coming out on top on that one. Yeah, they did come out on top, like, but, you know, Ballinkillen were the better team for 50 minutes. 
you know, they, they played really, really well, and Mount Leinster Rangers were definitely below par, and uh, Eddie Bourne got a goal maybe with five, six minutes to go, and it kind of changed the trend of the game. And uh, But on the balance of play, like, you know, it was a, an average performance on Mount Leinster Rangers, and Ballinkillen played very, very well. Um, Ballinkillen, they've been they've been really dogged with injuries this year. Is, is is there any let up on them injuries? Are they starting to get some of these players back? Well, you know, well, so have Rangers, quite honestly. You know, I know, like, Ballinkin, the last two wheels there, Sean Murphy was injured there now for a good while, but Sean was playing, for the, you know, he was playing now the last day, and he came on as a sub, like, the day before. But, uh, you know, they're at, and uh, they had another chap, Marty Dalton, he's gone across the water, like, he's working in England, I'm told. But, uh, no, they have been a little bit unlucky, like, with injuries, but, you know, Rangers have a load of mods, so as, 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 as we speak, like, you know, Teddy Joyce wasn't playing on Sunday. And um, Jeff Murphy, well, he has emigrated. Paul Cody is out for next week. He hurt his finger. God, it's it's it's, 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 it's badly torn, Eddie. Like you know, and uh, you know they are um, uh, Richard Cody, who has been a stalwart for the club for so many years. He has has a back injury, and he hasn't talked out this year. So listen, they're starting to we aren't here starting to catch up on some of those lads. But you know, like uh, you know, Ballinkillen played really, really well for forty five, fifty minutes. So they did, and. Uh, you know, like the score doesn't do them justice. You know, they played really well. And then switching from 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 the Ballinkillen Mount Leinster Rangers game, obviously St Mullins took on Michael at the weekend. The scoreline there was two nineteen to three thirteen, high scoring game as well. Yeah, Mister Marty was back on track uh, for St Mullins on Sunday, and uh, in the first half, I think he scored about one five. And now, and uh, in the second half, by his own standards, he was crazy. And I think he only got two points, but he set up. He set up. Um, John Doyle for a cracking goal like near the end a goal like the kind of won the match for him he ended up like great points down at half time 1-12 to 1-4 but uh, you know inspired by Marty in the first hour and, you know he took loads of hardship so he did but listen he's, he's, he's a cracking hurler but uh, in the second half Navon just got belief in themselves came from 8 points down to within 2 or 3 points of them had a few chances they had a few chances like and uh, you know they were a little bit unlucky maybe you know that they didn't get at least a draw but but you know the played like it was Nabon's best half hours hurling this year by mile. And just just on the Marty Cavanagh, like I, I was lucky enough, I've been chatting to Marty a bit over the last kind of seven or eight yeah. weeks, and you know, like he's, he's he's making a remarkable comeback here. And I mean, like it was a cruciate he done in his last, the second last game for Carlo this year. He missed the last game uh, because of the injury, but you know he's after turning that around and getting himself back into some form of condition to come back and play and he's after doing it in about eight weeks I mean it's it's unheard of the speed in which he's come back but you yeah, felt he was yeah. driving them on Listen he's a fitness fanatic himself and his brother Jack like you know they're there when no, Jack is there since all God's time like he was he was on the team in 2006 you know he uh, you know they're, they're they're good lads you know they're good holders and, and they're mighty men for the club and for their county but you know Marty said he had this he had this injury and uh Listen, Marty lives just down the road from me and meet quite Mar- well, meet Marty most weeks someplace. And uh, you know, he was telling me there a few weeks ago, like he was hoping to be back for a semi final. But to see him now back, you know, to see him back last Sunday was a little bit of a, you know, a boost because I, I kind of thought he won't be back on the knockout stages. But no, well, in fact, no, well, last week's game was a Viking game for St. Mullins, too. So listen, he was back and uh, you know, he led the troops. He was he, he had an excellent first half, so he had. And just as you say it, like last week's game was a was you know yesterday's game was a vital game for St Mullins. St Mullins are finished their group stage games now, so they've a week off next week, and um, yeah, they can yeah, put the feet yeah. up and relax. Um, and then at the other side of it, then we've got Mount Leinster Rangers are playing Bagnallstown Gales and Ballin Killen playing Moishal. So that's great. 
the Ballinkillen Moishal game it's a winner takes all the loser is gone and the winner is into the semi-final Yes, spot on and the other games are not so much pressure on the teams like Mount Leinster Rangers and Bangstown Gales play I think it's at 2 o'clock and uh, as I said like it'll be an understrength Rangers team but listen if they're beaten they're like they're still finishing second place because both teams have won their three matches up to now already you know so and uh, you know St Mullins are going to finish in third place and the winners of the other game are going to finish in fourth place If you were so, Bagnanstown like, Gales turns would you yeah be wanting to avoid Sam Hullins with with Mouse Kavanagh coming back into the ranks. Well, listen, the thing is, there's nothing like success, though. You keep winning, like, you have to have three on the trot. And, like, they haven't beaten Navon and Sam Hullins in a championship since all God's time. You know, now that's just the fact, like, you know. And, uh, you know, the, 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 they are, and they're beating, like, the beat Bangles down, the, the, like, they beat Navon by two goals. And they beat Sam Hullins, what, 20 points to 11, like, before. And, uh, you know, n- you know, nothing succeeds like success. They have a young team. They're very, very strong down through the middle and they're as fit as fleas. That's what they are like. You know, they're a good, they're a good young team. You know, and like, they haven't won a title for 54 years. And is this, is this, so, this shocked you, Terence? Like, you're watching Carlo Hurling. Yeah, you know yeah, it inside out. Like, yeah. have, have they surprised you? Were you expecting a big bang from Bagnestown this year? Well, listen, they have won a lot of underage competitions. So they have, like, uh, you know, every year, like they're not that far away for the last, for you know, for the last three or four years. And, like they were in two, they were in the county final there, like you know, five or six years ago. You know, you know, they haven't been that far away. You know, and uh, you know, some of the like, some of the other major powers in the hurling world maybe have gone back a little, but like Bangstown, they're like are there on merit. Like they're very, very young team with some very you know good chaps coming through and uh, impressive now. And the farmers are very, very impressive. So they have, you know, they have a young Andrew Kane and Jamie Taft there and. And the Doyle brothers, Craig and James and Danny, uh, hit, well, he's no relation, but there's a young Jake Doyle there. This is a collector's item, this young lad. This lad is very, very talented, so he is. I saw him coming out as a sub last day and scoring four points in the last ten minutes. You know, like, they have a young team. There is fish as fleas, as fleas, as I was saying, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me, like, the Rangers will be under strength on Sunday. They will, like, they will be under strength. And, uh, listen, but the pressure's not on it because they're still in the semi-final. It's as simple as that. And, uh, Everybody likes winning, and you like the bragging rights as well as the points. So, like it's it's, it's kind of hard to call, like you know. No, and Terence, that's what I'm going to ask you to do now. I'm asking you to look into that crystal ball and give me your prediction for the two the two matches next weekend. Well, listen, for next weekend, I just quote for next weekend. It wouldn't surprise me that if Bangstown did beat him. I said Rangers are somewhat under strength. I said Richard Kelly is out with a leg injury. Uh, Teddy Joyce is out, so he is. Paul Cody is certainly ever saw his hand yesterday. Now it's not nice. I said Richard Cody didn't, you know, didn't get the journey back. I said he has a back injury. I said Jack Murphy has emigrated. He's certainly out. So it wouldn't surprise me if Bangstown did win on Sunday. But you know, down the road, you know, things may change. And the other game, which will most undoubtedly be a highly anticipated clash of Moishal yeah. and Ballinkillen. Yeah, listen, Moishal and Ballinkillen. Um, like Ballinkillen have only scored uh, two thirty-six in this year's championship. Like the highest scores in this year's championship has been Rangers with 653. That's only four points more than Bangstown Gales, who have scored 552. But, like, Ballin have scored, said, 236, and Avon has scored 464, almost double the amount. But uh, Ballin have been a little unlucky, like, they've had with the injuries, they have a bit unlucky, like, you know. But Avon's second half performance now, the last day, was hugely impressive. Like, the first half was sluggish enough, like, you know, as I said, Marty, Marty, but on the Marty show in the first half. But in the second half, you know, 
you know, Navon just stood up to it and again, they, they had belief in themselves then. Night, they were a little unlucky, you know, that they at least a draw over it. But cool in the second match. If you were to be a tenor as a free bet, I'd probably put it on Navon. They've owned. On that note, Terence, I'm going to take you on that. We're going to look at the Bagnastown Gales Nave Owen double there for the weekend. But thanks a million for taking my call, and hopefully Thank we can you. catch up next week when we, we'll know her semi final parents at that stage. Yeah, yeah, just maybe thanks for everything, alright? That's brilliant. That is, of course, Terence Kelly bringing us up to date with all the things going on in Carlo's Club Championship there. And that's all I've got time for today. Just a quick thank you to our guests, Anya Fahi, Mike Wall, and, of course, Terence Kelly. Commiserations again to the senior Camogie team beaten yesterday in the All-Ireland semi-finals by a point on a great performance. Commiserations to Brian and his backroom team on that. The temperature in Carlo right now is 16 degrees and it's 17 degrees in Kilkenny. I look forward to chatting to you all next week. That's it from me on full time. At La Hart Skoda Kilkenny, we have 0% PCP finance on a range of models of new Skodas for 212. Yes, that's 0% for a limited time only. With service plans from 12.99 per month, now is the time to order your new 212 Skoda at La Hart's. Visit laharts.ie or call 056-7704-700 to find out more about our great offers. Finance provided by Skoda Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply.